It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to Higher Ground with Chris Warren. Good evening and welcome to Higher Ground. This is your late night rugby league lounge. It's Monday 23rd of August. Chris Warren with you and uh, I'll be here up until midnight. The Mad Russian is with me as well. And so between us, well, we hope to keep you well, remotely remotely slightly amused at least informed and we'll we'll sink our teeth into all the uh, all the issues of the day and aren't there plenty around at the moment in the greatest game of all uh, we'd love you to get involved with the show you know the drill you can send us a text 0457 736 736 0457 736 736 or you can jump on the open line if you'd like to have a chat uh, I'm sure there will be space uh, there for you if you do want to give us a call. And that number is 1300 01 1170. 1300 01 1170. Uh, it might be about expansion. Do you think the NRL or ARL Commission should approve another team in Brisbane? Do you think we're ready to go to 17 teams? And do you think 2023 is a little bit too soon? Do you think it should be pushed back to 2024? Or do you think it should be canned altogether? Let us know what you think. Uh, those three bid teams, the Brisbane Firehawks, the Redcliffe Dolphins and Brisbane Ipswich Jets, um, they presented their final bids basically today to the ARL Commission. So um, hours and hours of meetings and, and pr- presentations. So we'll talk more about that um, throughout the show and hopefully you can uh, weigh in on the discussion as well. Uh, Adam Elliott, uh, the Bulldogs uh, forward. Uh, other news, he's been stood down. So there's a couple of players basically been um, been booted. Adam Elliott booted for a couple of matches, so he won't play again uh, for Canterbury this year uh, for the rest of the season. Um, it says he, he acted inappropriately at a, a restaurant on the Gold Coast over the weekend. We know with Adam, and I've spoken to him, he sounds like a really nice fella. Um, he's had a, you know, problems off the field in the past. I know there was a, an off-field incident in the pre-season, and the club said that he would be getting help for uh, issues around alcohol. You might also recall um, he was involved uh, front and centre, very much involved, wasn't he? I think it was 2018 or 2019, a Bulldogs Mad Monday, where he basically got his gear off uh, on the balcony there and pictures were all over the papers. So, you know, Adam's obviously got some issues off the field he needs to deal with, but he won't be playing for the Bulldogs again this year. Curtis Scott, looks like he won't be playing for the Raiders again. He's been sacked. Um, and he has more than two years to run on his contract as well, Curtis. He's won a premiership, hasn't he, with Melbourne Storm? Um, But he was charged with assault. Uh, It was a nightclub incident, wasn't it, back in May? Now, he plans to uh, fight that charge, though, uh, when the case is heard. I think it's next week in court. But, again, uh, Curtis has other off-field issues um, and well-documented, too, in the past. Uh, When was it? Australia Day? 
He was caught asleep under the tree and he was found not guilty. I think he was accused of, of, of assaulting a police officer. Uh, but he got off that. Um, but I understand there have been other incidents in the past as well. So Curtis Scott, he won't be playing uh, with Canberra anymore. There is a chance that if it could be deemed to be unlawful dismissal by the Raiders, if in fact he is found not guilty of the allegations and the charges he's currently on. So I think we're going to be hearing more about that. Um, but Curtis Scott, there's another very, very fine football player, and I hope he finds his feet um, and gets things together. On, on a positive note, I tell you what, over the weekend, weren't there some brilliant tries? Um, I watched pretty much all games, and most of them in full, some of them only highlights of. Uh, what about that, that try by Canterbury winger, Jade Nockenball? My goodness, how skillful was that? And this other incident, uh, Cronulla winger Ronaldo Mulatalo. Wasn't that just one of the nicest gestures you've seen in rugby league for some time? So he splits them down the middle. A long-range try um, against West Tigers. It could have easily, he could have easily scored himself and it would have given him a hat-trick. But selflessly, Ronaldo uh, gives it to Luke Metcalf. And Metcalf goes over to score his first ever NRL try. What a lovely story. And um, what great sportsmanship for Ronaldo Mulatalo. I tell you what, I showed my kids that, and they said, isn't that nice, Dad? Um, Anthony Milford, I love seeing a smile on his face as well. Shades of his best yesterday. And that last try uh, that, that he scored, it was, it was beach volleyball, wasn't it? I thought we were watching the beach volleyball in the Olympics. You had Milf put a kick in that was then batted back by Corey Oates, and then a second sort of set-up shot in, set in volleyball, batted back by, I think, uh, Herbie Farnworth, and Milf goes over to score. And then you had that try by Clint Gutherson in the Eels' victory over the Cowboys. That was a lovely, lovely try. Hayes Dunster, down that, uh, that, that western touchline, he kicked the ball back, a perfect bounce, right onto the, uh, into the breadbasket of Clint Gutherson, and Gutho went over to score. There were plenty of other really good tries, uh, and good rugby league played over the weekend as well. Um, drop me a text to tell me what your favourite try from the weekend was, or your favourite your favorite rugby league moment. A good moment of sportsmanship over the years where a rugby league player has done something really nice, you know. And off the bat too, off the cuff. It, it's not planned and rehearsed and done for media. It's just because he's a he's a nice fella. Um, in terms of the finals, well, we know the season is all but over now for the Warriors, the Dragons and West Tigers. I think we can safely rule a line through all three following their losses on the weekend. Um, look, the, the equation is this. For one of those three sides to make it uh, from here, they would need to win their final two games and also hope that Cronulla, Gold Coast and Canberra all go winless in the final two rounds. Is that going to happen? No, it's not. But mathematically, uh, Warriors, Dragons and West Tigers, they still uh, can make it. Um, Melbourne, they've just about wrapped up the minor premiership. They could still finish second, but it's unlikely. Now, if they lose both games against Parramatta and Cronulla, and then the Panthers win their remaining two games against West Tigers and Parramatta. It is possible. Unlikely again. Roosters, they are fourth and they will remain there if um, they win both their remaining games against South Sydney this weekend and then Canberra. But if the Roosters drop one or both of those games, it is then likely that Manly will finish fourth. You see, the Seagulls, um, they are expected to win both games, aren't they? Against Canterbury on Saturday, I think it is. And then the Cowboys in round 25. The Eels, well, they play Melbourne this weekend and then the Panthers. Tough. 
I know. Um, and even if they drop both of those games, they will still finish in sixth position. Newcastle looks to have seventh place safely sewn up. The Knights have a four-point break on the chasing pack with games to come against the Titans and then the Broncos. Now, this is where it gets really interesting, doesn't it? Will it be the Sharks? Will it be the Titans? Or will it be the Raiders who slip into the eighth and final place in the finals? All three are on 20 competition points with 13 losses and nine wins. I mean, that's another story. 13 losses, nine wins, and they're still a chance to make it in the finals. The Raiders, though, have the worst of the uh, the three teams on four and against. Now, Cronulla should remain in eighth place if it wins both remaining games. Uh, the Sharkies got Brisbane on Saturday and then Melbourne Storm. Uh-huh. Now, if the Titans win both of their games against the Knights and the Warriors, they should qualify, given Cronulla is a pretty good chance of losing to Melbourne in the final round. For the Raiders, well, they must beat both the Warriors and then the Roosters and also hope that other results go their way if they're to make the finals. As I say, D-Day for the expansion plans with the ARL Commission weighing up uh, who it will be and when it will be for the 17th NRL franchise, if that does go ahead. So plenty for you to uh, join the conversation with. Um, Again, I'd like you to, what's the nicest gesture you've seen an NRL player or a rugby league player in the past two. And it doesn't have to be on field. It could be off field as well. This goes on the back of what Ronaldo Molotalo un- unselfishly um, gave the ball to another young fella so he could score his first try in the NRL when the line was open for him to score a hat-trick. The more I think about it, the, the more I like the idea. But what have you seen from an NRL player that you know, warms the cockles of your heart. That's a really nice gesture. Let me know that text line again, 0457 736 736. If you want to jump on the phone, you can. And there is space there right now. 1300 01 1170. This is Higher Ground on a Monday night with me, Chris Warren. Yeah, good evening, and uh, please feel free to get involved in the show. Um, I always say to my uh, my dear friend, my dear colleague here, the Mad Russian, I tell you what, you know, we're, we're good fellas, him and me. We're, I think we, we can be entertaining. We, we, we have got a sense of humour. We're reasonably intelligent and articulate. But you know what, Mad, as I always tell you, this show is much more entertaining when other people get involved. And we have very good listeners. We do. Come up with very pertinent points. I'd love them. I'd love them to get involved. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy. That's the number. Um, there's space on the open line now. We're going to take a break shortly, but uh, after that break, jump on the phone if you want to have a chat about anything. Can be about as I was saying just uh, earlier there. Um, really nice gestures in rugby league. What mm. Ronaldo Molotalo did at the weekend, I thought it was just brilliant. I thought it was just lovely. You know, how often does that sort of thing happen? I wouldn't be doing it. No way in the world. I got a hat trick. <laughs> I'm lined up for a hat trick. I tell you what, this sounds really light here too on my little uh, my little headphones. But if I'm lined up for a, a hat trick, sorry, there's no way I'm giving the ball to someone else so he can score his first NRL try. And it's not going to happen. There's no karma either. He goes off five minutes later with, with a broken, broken jaw. jaw. Oh, I know. Hasn't been a good year for Ronaldo. I know. I tell you what, punted out of Origin too. Sharks next year make the eight, 
And Ronaldo Mulatalo, I think, establishes himself as one of the best wingers in the competition. Yeah, and he's a good fella. Like, there's, there's oh. been other stories about him, and people have told me his upbringing and background. It's a really nice, uh, a really nice story. Um, so that's good. That's on the good. What's not so good? Um, quite a few boys are in trouble. We'll talk more about Adam, Adam Elliott. We'll talk more about Curtis Scott. We'll talk more about Josh Dugan. Mm-hmm. And um, well, listeners, I'd rather you talk about it than us. So get involved. Get on the phone and let me. Know, let me know what you think. But what other really nice gesture have you seen? A sportsman or sporting, a great sporting gesture. It doesn't have to be rugby league either. It doesn't have to be on like field. It. A great, other great sporting gestures. Have the, I'm, I don't know. I don't know. I'm coming up blank. I'd like our listeners to think, what about this? What about this? What about this? I'm sure there's loads that mm. have happened. I immediately go to cricket. 05 Ashes, Freddie Flintoff after getting Brett Lee and Michael Kasprovitz so close to the line and Brett Lee's down on his haunches and Freddie, instead of going off with the other 10 poms, goes over and puts his arm around yeah, Brett. that sort of Terrific. stuff. Terrific. That sort of stuff. And I'm sure, you know, history is littered with these great sporting acts of kindness, acts of kindness. Mm. Um, listeners, send them through. Send those texts through. I'd love you to get involved with the show. Uh, before we go to uh, a break, uh, Mad Russian, what we what we normally do um, is we do a bit of a wrap from the weekend. So why don't we do that now? <laughs> Welcome to the weekend wrap for round 23. We kick things off on the Gold Coast where the Titans took on the storm at Seabus Super Stadium. The Titans looking to keep their season alive against a Melbourne side trying to equal a 46-year record. Ash Taylor crossfield kick. Runners coming from everywhere. Oh, beautiful take. Jaden Campbell leaps above the pack and Campbell comes down for his second try of the night. Three gone, two pass spread. Away it goes. Eisenhuth, Munster out the back. Pappenhausen and there it is, the Fox. Anno Carr goes in to score. A try celebration to boot for Mr. T, the Fox. They shift the ball wide. Munster finds an opening. He's got Nico Hines on the inside. Pappenhausen gives it on the outside. And now Anno Carr. Anno Carr goes in to score number two. And Melbourne extend their lead. Gold Coast quick out of the blocks, but the Storm finished fastest to equal the record set by the 75 Eastern Suburbs Roosters. On Friday night, the Sea Eagles look to take another step towards the top four against the Raiders. Harper, Harper, Harper. one, Harper beat two, and Harper goes bang! Manly, strike back, Canberra 12, Manly 10 with a kick to come. Daly's last kick was a beauty, can he do the same here? He goes for the same kick, targeting the post, targeting Sheridan, Sheridan charging, charging for the line, they won't stop him, Manly take the lead, Manly 16 with a kick to come, Canberra 12, but the kick was just perfection again from Daly. Daly Cherry Evans the hero, his kick for Curtis Sheridan proving the difference in a one point win that may well secure Manly a double chance in the playoffs. In the game of the weekend, second against third as the Panthers took on the Bunnies. They go right, Reynolds, or Kaloma Tungy flicks it out the back. Latrell got over and scored. What a pass from Kern Kaloma Tungy. And this young man, who's been quite unstoppable this season, gets another try. They go right with Cleary, who goes out the back now. Crichton, double pump, then Martin. 
floats it over the top. Here's Momorowski. Another kick. Caught in by Crichton. And he gets another try. Momorowski's on fire with the boot. And the young man you liken to Latrell Mitchell gets a try. Souths raced out to a 12-point lead before Penrith piled on 25 unanswered points to secure the victory and their place in the top two. On Saturday afternoon, the Tigers and Sharks travelled to Rockhampton to try and keep their finals hopes alive. Ronaldo's gone through. Oh, oh dummies! Oh. Ronaldo's on his way to a hat-trick, but he gives the ball away to Metcalf. And Metcalf scores a try. Gee, that was good from Ronaldo Militalo. He made the break. He could have scored. He said, you know what? Luke, you gave me one. I'll give you one. And he scores under the post. This young man. Oh, oh here's Moylan. He is. Moylan he in is. the backfield. He links up now with Metcalf. Metcalf's got two. And he scores. And now officially the season for the West Tigers. We've said this four times today. Now it's officially over. <laughs> and the Sharks were deadly, piling on 50 points to end the Tigers' hopes of making the finals. The Knights would all but secure their finals place with a win over Canterbury. Watson, Watson, they took the number one, he offload. Clifford, hear the footsteps, they're Bradman best. The ground is shaking as this big thing, this big unit, Strides away to score. A 22-16 victory to the Novocastrians, resigning the Bulldogs to the Wooden Spoon. Two sides in need of a victory finished off Super Saturday on the Gold Coast as the Eels took on North Queensland. Bit of a roll on here. Good set so far for Parramatta. Classic short side poses. The cut out for Dunster. Delightful. Now the kick. Gutterson coming through. Oh, yes. That's... The Eels ending their four-game losing streak. The Cowboys, on the other hand, losing their tenth in a row. A run that began when they were still in the top four. On Sunday, the Roosters played the Dragons, looking to keep the pressure on Manly after their win on Friday. Manu, last play. Hutchison steadies for the bomb. Tupou's his target. Here he comes, Tupou. What a target. Tupou, so good. So good. Leaves Ravanawa on the deck. He's got a double. The Roosters overcoming even more injuries and to slay the Dragons. They still sit fourth but face the Rabbitohs next weekend. The Broncos getting a tight victory to all but end the Warriors' hopes of making the finals on Sunday. Slow play the ball. They come the western side. Milford is going to the kick to the wing of Watini Zalesniak. Oates comes through like a pinball in a pinball machine. Tap back to Milford. He's over the line. Has he got it down? He has. He scored the try. Matt Chikin will point to the spot. The Broncos are in front. And that is the weekend wrap. It is higher ground and great to have uh, you listening wherever you might be uh, tuning in uh, on the radio or on the app. Uh, Chris Warren with the Mad Russian um, who's here most nights with me. Monday, Wednesday, Fridays we're generally here and uh, you'll find me here on a Sunday afternoon midday till three where we do NRL match day. Uh, look, it's a pretty relaxed type of show. Those that are regular listeners will know we talk a load of rubbish, a load of bovril, a load of garbage. We also talk quite a bit of sense as well, I think, and uh, we'd love to talk to you. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 The open line is there. It's open if you want to give us a call. Uh, boys behaving badly. Boys behaving badly. More specifically, rugby league players behaving badly. And, uh, well, there are two or three in the headlines today for various reasons, which we'll go through in a moment. But boys behaving brightly. 
more specifically rugby league boys behaving brightly, mm. i.e. the act of good sportsmanship and general kindness by Ronaldo Molotalo at the weekend. Giving a try to his young teammate, mm. so it was his first NRL try when he could have gone over himself and it would have been a hat trick for Ronaldo. So what other nice sporting kind gestures have uh, have you seen over the years? Sporting gestures, acts of kindness. Send them through on the text line. 0457 736 736 is that number if you would like to uh, get involved with the show, you know? Or begin your own dialogue, begin your own your own agenda here. We'll talk about anything. And it doesn't have to be footy, doesn't have to be rugby league, doesn't have to be sport. We can have an opinion on most things, can't we? That's what it's all about. Um, Adam Elliott. Adam Elliott. So he has been stood down for the Bulldogs' final two matches of the season. So he won't play again this season, Adam. Um, Now, I've spoken to Adam. He's he's been on this program before. And he's always uh, one of the first to uh, put his hand up and say, look, yeah, I'll I'll have a chat. I know he's got priors, okay? He's, um, He's been off... Well, it's off the rails, but you will remember back in I think it was twenty eighteen. He he was the one on the on the balcony at the rocks, not with many not not many clothes on at all. In fact, I'm pretty sure he had a, a whole suit on, a birthday suit, um, and all that was really covering things up was uh, I think a schooner glass, and that was about it. Um, maybe it was a pint glass covering it up. I don't know. Either way, either way. Um, then we know earlier this year he uh, came into trouble as well with the club. It was an alcohol-related incident, off-field mm. incident. We don't need to go into the detail too much. Suffice to say that I think there was uh, another player's partner involved in the in the tryst or the whatever it was. Mm. I don't know. I don't really care. But alcohol was involved, and Adam Elliott was involved. Um. So basically, I think he was cautioned on the run. He may well have been fined. Um, I can't recall the actual details of of what happened. Um, But suffice to say, he he was in the headlines, right? So now, uh, an incident over the weekend in a restaurant on the Gold Coast. Um, Not too many details have come out about that. However, there is an article... uh, on the internet, um, I'm just trying to work out where it has come, Daily Telegraph, and it has come to light that uh, Broncos NRL star Millie Boyle was with Adam Elliott, and they were caught basically in the bathroom, as I understand it, reading this article, um, and she says she was simply giving Adam a kiss in the bathroom. There's nothing wrong with that, is there? But I don't know if it was the girls' bathroom or the boys' bathroom. Maybe it was just um, like... What do you call it? Um, Unisex. Yes, them. Them, because you can you can decide what sex you are these days as well, can't you? In sport, you can. I think even in junior sport, if I feel like I'm a a woman or a girl, I can go and play for the girls' netball team, even though I'm a guy. No, you can. I'm telling you, that's you're not weighing in going, on this. Why are you? You're going into more than I was expecting well, gender, with this story. Gender, well, no, what I'm saying, I'm, I'm asking what toilet they're in. It doesn't really matter, does it? Anyway, it may have been a unisex toilet. Mm. Good, let's go with that then. And if they were just having a kiss in there, unisex toilet, both are in there, as I understand it, and Millie's is saying quotes from her today that they were long-time friends. She's known the family for many years. Both uh, are from uh, down south. Um, 
He's from Tarthra. She's from Bega. Millie, mm. really nice girl too, Millie. Yeah. She's been on the program Champion. with Katie loads of times and regularly. So, yeah, good girl. So what's the problem? If they're just in there having a bit of a smooch, I, I, that's not a sackable offence, is it? Surely not. Or are we not getting – or is this an iceberg? Being asked to leave a restaurant generally indicates behaviour that's okay. deserved whatever that behaviour may be. When you go into a restaurant, whatever shop you're going yeah. into where you're a, a patron, you're expected to behave in a certain manner. And when you're a rugby league player and that gets out in the media, there's this thing we like to protect called the integrity of the game as well. And when you're implicated in stuff like that, you tend to get in a bit more trouble than, say, your average member of the community might. Mm. And when you've got history like Adam Elliott has, yeah, you create okay, but he's a higher standard for yourself. I think he served his... He's done his time. Well, he'll be he gone. For, for he's gone. He's gone. He's gone for the rest of the year. Two matches, yeah. Mm. But I'm sure his his contract's safe. Oh yeah, no doubt about that. Apparently, he's quite a popular member of the Bulldogs team. No, he is a really popular member, so, and he's captained them too. He's yeah. a really popular member. Um, so Millie Boyle, she was with the Broncos teammate Lauren Brown and Rugby Seven star Charlotte Kaslick on Sunday. So this was at. Um, the Burley Pavilion. So um, elsewhere, I was just being told it was an establishment. It was the Burley Pavilion. Good mates, both single. Okay, I think so. It's understood Elliot has separated from his long-term partner. Um, so I don't see too much in it, but you're saying, well, you know, um, it's not right for an NRL star to be caught in the toilets kissing another single woman. Um, and if he's in the girl's toilet, well, I guess that's... Not supposed to do that. No. She's in the boys' toilet. Not supposed to do that. Mm. But if it's a unisex toilet, I don't think they're doing too much wrong. But as I say, it might be the tip of the iceberg. I don't know, but mm. uh, asked to leave the restaurant. So uh, he won't play again this season. Now, the dogs, they are really thin on troops, aren't they? Because Thompson is also suspended. Mm. Um, Etherington's. He's back, I think, back. isn't he? Is he back? I think he's back. Double check that for you. Um, Corey Waddell, though. Oh. He's also suspended. He's also suspended for... Um, Is this the dumbest thing you've ever seen on a rugby league field? He well, he pulled Kalen Ponga's hair, um, headgear. I'm sure he's not the first player that's wanted to do it. Going ahead and actually... I think, it's, two. I think it's absolutely ridiculous <laughs> that a player is not facing suspension. A player has been suspended for one match, for not for pulling a player's hair, but for pulling a player's headgear. So Corey basically took Kalen to the ground by way of inserting his fingers in the gaps in Kalen's headgear. And sort of slammed him to the ground by by via headgear, head mm. grip. Now, if Kalen wasn't wearing headgear, I guess it would have been akin to hair pulling, mm. contrary conduct. I understand that, mm. and I've seen it given before, where someone's grabbed hold of the ponytail or whatever, and they've been suspended or fined for contrary conduct. 
But I've never seen someone being suspended for grabbing someone's headgear. So no Waddell, no Thompson, no Adam Elliott. Mm. I'm thinking things are getting all of a sudden a whole lot easier for Manly this weekend, if they weren't already. So big problems. Vossi was calling that match. Let's have a listen to Vossi. What was Corey Waddell? Was he trying to untie it or what? What's going on here? He's got... Oh, please. He couldn't even pull the headgear off. Corey. Corey, come Honestly, on. We're better than that. What's that about? We'll put that in the report now. Come on. I understand that, mate, but it's been reviewed by the bunker and that's what's come back. Yeah, well, I said this segment was about boys behaving badly. And, I mean, that's not too bad, is it? Corey Waddell putting his fingers in a piece of headgear. But, um, and Vossi didn't agree with it at all. I didn't. I mean, Ed, look, you want to get the bloke to the ground, you grab onto anything, don't you? My favourite bit is Blocker <laughs> being so unimpressed that he couldn't actually get the headgear off. He wasn't worried about the fact that he put it in there in the yeah. first place. Is if you're going to yank it, 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 get it off. You weren't even striving to rip it off. <laughs> I'd rather someone Super. grab my headgear than... But righto, so Corey said... Corey has said to the referee, the referee, and I haven't got the name of the referee in here. The referee said to Corey, mate, you can't do it. You're on report. And Corey said to the referee, he, the referee said, I'm going to go to the bunker. They can have a look at it. And Corey said to the referee, can you tell them, just tell them my fingers were stuck. <laughs> the fingers were stuck. The fingers were stuck in the headgear. Yeah? <laughs> I know. The fingers, I mean, talk about. Talk about thinking of on uh, yeah I know, I know. T- thinking on your feet. Yeah. So Corey has said to the referee before he sent it up to the bunker, tell them that my fingers were stuck. I I, I kid you not. He says, can you please tell them my fingers were caught? Listen. Yeah. Oh come on, Corey, <laughs> your fingers weren't caught. I mean that's like getting your fingers caught in the till. When you're trying to fleece a sh- fleece somewhere, your fingers can't get caught in a in a headgear. That's one of the best I've ever heard from Corey. Uh, g'day, wah. Tim the Toolman's been in touch too via the text line. How good was Jaden Ockenbore's try? Tim the Toolman, unbelievable. Tim Tooley, unbelievable was Ockenbore. Defied physics. I mean, what he did. Now there's a player you could pull his hair. Ockenbore. Imagine lassoing him around. You'd be doing well to get him anywhere yeah. when he's flying off. But let me tell you this. If a player like Jade Ockenbaugh, or any player for that matter, wants to grow their hair to the length of their backside, mm-hmm. oh, that's tempting. Come on. <laughs> Don't you just want to grab that and lasso it? Huh? No. Nah. Like a dwarf throwing contest where never, they stick to the Velcro? I've never had that inclination <laughs> in my life, Chris, that... You know, yeah, look, if it's hanging yeah, out there, you are. It, it's a temptation. Surely, <laughs> listeners, come on. Am I on the right? If he's got a big ponytail hanging there and it's and it's the only sort of, it's like an extra limb, mm. you've got to be tempted. Well, I guess to, you can use jerseys, can't you? Of course you can. Shorts, That's socks. Not, yes, shorts you can, as long as it's not a, um, a bodily um, member or, you know, but. You what know, do you think of the players? You've seen the, I think it happened once this weekend, might have been in the. Friday night came, Rabbitohs, Panthers. When a boot comes off, players 
of the opposition That's picking it up and, nice. and throwing it, That's tossing un, it that over. That is unsportsmanlike. Tossing it over the side. I'm throwing out there on on the back of Renato Mortalo's kind act of kindness in giving his teammate his first NRL try. What other acts of kindness? That's an act of what's what, what I'm looking for. Unsportsmanlike Unsport, yeah. conduct. No, that's that's naughty. I don't like that's that. Naughty. <laughs> that's absolutely naughty. Uh, text from uh, the Senny Coast, um, Chris. Uh, in terms of acts of kindness or, or sportsmanlike, uh, the best has to be the Proven Summons Trophy, which encaptures everything um, about the greatest game of all. Very all strong. Proven Arthur Summons. Yeah, yeah. Well, it is a, a really strong image. Um, uh, a text has got a Wood Duck of the Week nomination, and we're throwing them out there too. Wood Duck of the Week. We're doing that a little bit later on, but I'll just let you know what, what goes on. Yeah, so that's the duck, and uh, we've got the mask there, and it's all COVID safe. We've cleaned it, and it go, gets sent out to the Wood Duck of the Week recipient. Uh, I'm not sure whether we might need to send this one to Lithgow, or was he out near Bathurst, or is he back in the Shire, Josh Dugan? Oh, wherever he was uh, attending to his livestock, Chris. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, well, technically, I think you are allowed to attend to your livestock. Um, but I think then he said, no, actually, we weren't attending to livestock. Uh, that's from Tex. Uh, nominee for Wood Duck of the Week is Josh Dugan, So, which um, sort of segues into this segment that we're trying to get to is Boys behaving badly. So that Wood Duck of the Week. Keep those nominations coming through, by the way. Um, I've got Corey Waddell. I'm throwing him in there as well. Uh, Not for the unsportsmanlike grabbing of Kalen Ponga's headgear. I get that stuff happens in games, all right? I haven't got a problem with that, Mm. really. But then to try and get himself off the hook by telling the referee, asking the referee to tell the bunker, can you please tell them my fingers were stuck? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that's why he was forced to, forcefully thrown onto the ground by me with hand, hand connected to said headgear. Finger was finger was stuck. Uh, so keep them coming through. Uh, boys behaving badly. Adam Elliott, we've just touched on that. Josh Dugan, he's been fined uh, for a second COVID breach. Um, he went you know, off the grid uh, with a mate, I believe, out near Lithgow on his way to somewhere else, told police... He was caught twice, by the way. Mm. Told police they were out there to uh, tend to the sheep or something like that. And then uh, um, told them the truth that uh, just there to see see some friends. And Curtis Scott, um, well, we've told you about him. He's uh, been sacked from Canberra Raiders. Hasn't faced court yet, by the way. Uh, an incident in a nightclub where he was charged with assault. So hasn't been found guilty. Mm-hmm but has been sacked from his job, another player with priors. So if he is found not guilty of this, can the club still stand by their decision saying that he's brought the club into disrepute? I guess they probably can. I don't know the ins and outs legally of it. But uh, quite a few boys behaving badly. Uh, I'd rather focus on the positives. And again, acts of kindness in rugby league or the sporting arena. What have you seen over the years? Keep those texts coming through. Acts of kindness. And uh, up next, though, a man um, who, who's a kind man himself. Mm. I'm keen to talk to him because there is a stack going on in the world of Queensland rugby league. As we know, the ARL Commission met today with the three uh, final bidding franchises, Re, the introduction of a new team, maybe in 2023, maybe in 2024, maybe not at all. We don't know exactly what is going to happen. We're going to chat to Steve Renoff next. Where is Sydney? That's it, Queensland. 
Well, it's that time of the night where we uh, talk all things uh, Queensland and we do it each and every week here on Higher Ground with uh, Mr. Queensland legend himself, Steve Renoff. How are you, buddy? Thanks for joining us. Good, Chris. How are you, mate? Mate, I'm well. I'm well. Uh, obviously, a very big day in, in rugby league news for various reasons, um, one of which is, well, I guess it's D-Day. The uh, decision is ex- expected to be made uh, very soon on the... Uh, the next team to come into the NRL. So it will give Brisbane um, a second NRL team. A lot of details still to be crossed off on. Um, I'll talk about that with you uh, in a moment if we can, because I'm really yeah. keen to get to get your thoughts on, on, on who or uh, which uh, bid you think should be uh, the most successful. But in terms of uh, current NRL teams, uh, Pearl... Um, your old Broncos, another win for them, a narrow win against uh, against the Warriors. But it's we, and we said it the last couple of weeks, things certainly moving in the right direction for Kevy. Yeah, they are, mate. He, what, the, the good thing about what's happening is um, he's got the team competing for the eighty minutes, and that that's been a big problem for us for the last couple of years. And um, you know, especially last year, then you know, you know, for half of this season, it, it's just around getting that right. I think. The way they've done it, I think the Kevy coming and acquisition of Ben Ike and then and shedding a few players, which was strategically done and needed, that uh, these this group of boys now are starting to show. Well, they're starting to play for each other and they're, they're putting in for their eighty minutes. A massive difference to where they were. It's good to see Anthony Milford playing with a smile on his face and um, and showing some of the the form that we know he's capable of, and uh, that's his best performance for some time. Yeah, without a doubt, you know, and, uh, you know, obviously Mill's heading down, um, you know, down south. But um, the thing is, he he will, he'll perform uh, for Ke- uh, for Kevy and the team. And, you know, they love him there. And, um, you know, just to see him personally, see him play that type of footy uh, is great for everyone all around, you know, especially for him. You know, you imagine what he's been going through, um, you know, having been dropped and, uh, to come back and play, that was one of his most you know, dominant performances we've seen, which helped us to another win. Mm. The Warriors are a bit unlucky, really. I mean, they scored an extra try, uh, one more try than the Bronx, but unfortunately for them, uh, young Reese Walsh, he was uh, wayward with the boot, kicking one from five or one from six, um, I think. But in terms yeah. of uh, players leaving Brisbane, so Milf's heading off to the Bunnies. We know that Xavier Coates is going... Um, to Melbourne Storm as well, and uh, he was uh, another shining light yesterday, um, scoring two tries in, in I think five minutes. He, he's a player that I, yeah, look, I imagine you know, the club would yeah. have liked to have kept. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, the, without a doubt, he he was it was a target, but obviously you know with no go, the way negotiations go, and sometimes they're just not not to be, and you know that that's no one's fault when it comes to these decisions and. You know, the, the club at a couple of levels got a bit of slack for letting him go because he's such a great young player. But he just showed how good he was. And, you know, we we got to, we have to find someone to replace him. And, you know, um, I think, uh, you know, we, we, we will. I mean, there's always, you know, we always get some good wingers and outside backs that come along. So so for us, I mean, it, it is a shame that he's going. But, um, you know, we, we'll find someone to fill his role. Who... Um... 
in terms of next year, Stephen, I know it's it's you know it's very early days. The the, the squad's still sort of um, coming together for next year. Obviously, Adam Reynolds is a a, a real big signing yeah. um, for Brisbane. Who plays fullback next year for the Bronx? Well, Tessie New is is there, obviously, mm. um, but um, after I saw this young kid play. Um, and he's from home, um, young Selwyn Cobbo. Mm. And he, he's had a breakthrough year, obviously, and uh, he, he's played on the wing, but he is, a, he is he, he, I think he is a fullback. Um, they had him in the centres. He, he's exciting, mate. He, he really is. And I, I just love the way he plays with, like a lot of those young players, he, he plays with no fear. Uh, you know, he's six foot two or whatever he is, mm. so he, he's not a small, small unit. And having him at the back... Um, I, I think that suits him best because he's got this open range of, of running, and, and he he really does have a go with the with the footy. If you're big fullback, wouldn't he? So Tessie knew where where do you think he's best suited? Um, he goes good at fullback, goes good on the wing yeah. and centres yeah. as well. Where do you think he's best at? Well, look, I, look, the way things are going at the moment, Tessie knew's doing well at fullback. So more than likely, even though I said Selwyn, um, you know, he's going to find a spot there somewhere. You know, he it probably means Tessie knew. If you look at the, the dynamics, testing your staff for that because he's doing a great job, um, and that big body um, that uh, is being left by obviously um, uh, Xavier, mm. uh, that that's more than likely where uh, Selwyn Cobo. I know I said different before, but more than likely uh, that'll be Selwyn's position. Mm. Okay, um, finals next year is that is that a realistic chance? Do you think for for the Bronx? Well, that, that they got to have that uh, expectation, or you know, that drive to do that. And Kevin Wood, because what what he's done, he, as I said, we, we've he's set this team up, um, and that's what he's looking forward to. Obviously, he's got two games to go. He wants these boys to play as good as they can for these two games. I mean, they got the Sharks next week. Like they they beat the Sharks last time they played, and they they played some good footy. And I think they're a better team. And then obviously, I, I think that was we had a. Um, Tony Staggs that game, and that's unfortunate we don't have him for the, the last couple of games. But you know, Albert Kelly, how good was he? Um, mm. He's another, another, uh, you know, fine for the club. Uh, you know, he, he's an older statesman. Geez, he's, he's really stepped up, and he's, he's the fittest I've ever seen him. Yeah, no, he sure is doing a doing a good job there. Um, all right, moving on to the Titans then, uh, Steve. Um, we spoke, uh, I think, last week or the week before about Jaden Campbell. My goodness, he's a young talent and uh, came up with a couple of tries, albeit <laughs> in, a, in a losing side for the Titans. Um, but he, he always he just looks so impressive. Yeah, look, what, what a player. He just He's just a young, raw-boned kid, isn't he? And, um, you know, he got the couple of meat pies. And I thought he, you know, for those tries, he, he, he was smart about them too. I mean, obviously the... Uh, you know, taking the high ball. I mean, very, very shows there's a talent and the mm. confidence that he has. But he, he's very good at positioning himself, and he showed that in that in that first try. Um, you know, he he knows how to find the try line, and you know, look, the, the Titans have a lot to look forward to. And we've talked about this about the young group of boys they have. They're only going to get better. I mean, there's still a chance um, of being in the eight. I mean, they're in the eight, but um, mm. to, to stay there, I mean, it's such a it's a bit of a competition going on with a couple of teams, but um, you know they've got to put together the, the the next two games for them are winnable, and and I I said that that's that's the two they really need to target. Um, now they're, they're always going to struggle against a, a team like the Storm, but um, 
they, they can find their way in there. And as you said, young Jaden is just part of that that long-term plan for, mm. for the Gold Coast. And there, there's talk of maybe um, grooming him for fullback next year and maybe pushing AJ Brimson um, in, into the number six role. I've, I've heard a few people sort of uh, suggest that as well. You talk about uh, the Titans and their finals chances, and I, I think I asked you last week, and you reckon that they will... Uh, they they can make or will make the eight. So at the moment, it's really, really tricky. So you've got Sharks in eighth yeah. position, Titans in ninth, and Raiders in tenth, but all on 20 competition points. So we've got two games to play. Um, the way I see it, though, if the Titans win both of their games against Newcastle this weekend and then the Warriors, uh, well, yeah. they should qualify. Given Cronulla, you'd have to say, are a good chance of, of losing to Melbourne in the final round of the competition. Yeah, they are. And look, Brisbane are, are, can be likely to beat them this weekend too. So I'll, t- I'll tell you what, the the Titans will be riding that one. They'll be wanting the big brother up the road mm. <laughs> to, to roll the Sharks because uh, that makes it really hard for the Sharks. Oh, it sure does. Coming yeah. in the, you know, so, and look, it'll be a competitive match and that, that match will go can go either way. So I'll tell you what, they'll be sweating on that one. I didn't even think about that. So Titans... Hoping Big Brother does them uh, does them a favour <laughs> and rolls the Sharks. Yes. Okay, that's the Saturday game, 5.30 game yes. uh, this Saturday. All right, other Queensland club that leaves only the Cowboys. Ten straight oh, losses. Cowboys. Ten straight losses uh, for them, beaten by the Eels, 32 points to 16. Um, full time can't come quick enough for this season, really, for North Queensland, the way I see it at the moment. Nothing seems to be going right for them. No, it, it just just letting themselves down. I, I think defensively, it's um, it, it it all seemed a bit too easy. I was watching the game, and and at points of the the game, it just seemed easy for the opposition to be scoring points, and that that's one area that they just got to really fix that. I mean, they got enthusiastic young bunch of boys there, and you know they they pull out, they can score points, but geez, they really they really need to work on their defence. And, and that, that, as we've talked about this in the past, it's, you know, it's obviously between the ears and mentally getting these guys right. I mean, they've got to realise that defence does win matches. And and, it, and sometimes, you know, we, we we used to go through it and teams go through it. it sometimes it's hard for a club to, or a team to realise that. But when it does work, it's funny how things can change. Um, when When the penny drops... Um, it can change the dynamic, so they they really need to get to that point. Yeah, and when you uh, roll so many uh, dollars into one player too, and we know Taumalolo's on big, big bucks, million-dollar man yeah. over, what, a 10-year deal or whatever. He's not playing at the moment. Another broken hand, but his form has been not where it's been used to. And just back on no. the Titans too, talking of million-dollar men, um, but, David yeah. Fafita, I mean, his number's really, really down at the weekend. Yeah, you know, he, there's been a lot of talk about um, Davey and, you know, we all got that, that much respect for him. But, um, you know, uh, Dave needs to realise, and look, he's got, he's got people around him, but um, he's got to realise, I mean, he, he's such a machine. Um, and, you know, yeah, take a bit on board what's been said, but go out there and just prove to everyone. We, we see it in glimpses, um, but, um, you know, he's just got to be a lot more consistent with it. And if... If he puts his sets his mind to something and or to to change the way he's playing, he he knows us. He he's invincible. He yeah you know, he he's unstoppable, and we, we've seen that. But 
he just slips too far out of a game uh, too too consistently in the other way, unfortunately. So for him, it's something that him and, and his support down there really need to work on. Mm. Talking to Steve Renoff, uh, Brisbane Broncos legend. And when you were playing or came into, and the Broncos came into the uh, the competition, there were no North Queensland Cowboys. There were no, no. Gold Coast uh, Titans. And uh, now, well, um, there will be. It looks like another Brisbane team coming into the competition. So today, Stevie, um, there have been meetings have been held with the ARL Commission with potential expansion clubs. Uh, those meetings have, have taken place today. I'm not quite sure what the outcome has been and if any announcements um, are, are imminent, but we're, we're all waiting to see what the future holds. So basically, there's three bidding franchises. Yeah. The, the Firehawks, um, which are um, linked with East Tigers, and they're also, which is a, a feeder club yeah. to Melbourne Storm. So that's sort of south of the Brisbane River, that club would be based. It's got about $80 million in assets and $25 million in cash reserve. The other one, Redcliffe Dolphins. They wouldn't be known as Redcliffe, but I think just the Dol- uh, Dolphins. Um, big, big leagues club there, an established club as well. Um, $100 million, I believe, in, in assets. Their, their leagues club turns over about $35 million a year. Um, I think they're currently the feeder club to the Warriors as well. And then there's the Brisbane Jets, which I, I guess basically is a bit of a merger between um, another contender, which was going to be the, the Brisbane Bombers and the Ipswich Jets. Um, so that would be the West Brisbane uh, corridor type area. Yes. And they're pushing with council support, I believe, for um, a redeveloped and, and a stadium that would have about 20,000 seat capacity so that's all quite long-winded from me um pearl do you have a preference and um what do you what do you think should happen look you know we've been through this up just remember too because we've been through this before um with with bids and this is going back in you know the uh, you know the late 2010 11 12 or whatever it was um so we've done we've been here before mm-hmm. i think the landies is a lot more serious than what's happened. But out of these three, well, look, I, I thought Fader can play when this, they were all thrown out originally. Mm. Um, I thought Redcliffe, um, I really do. But I mean, they've, they've got the money, they've they've got the stadium, they've you know, got assets, so they've, they've got a lot of um, things uh, to go going with them. The Firehawks are probably the lesser out of, out of them, um, to be honest. Another inner—it's virtually another inner city club, and Brisbane are already set up in a city. But when they talk, and a lot of the, a lot of the people are talking about, uh, we got a thwart off AFL, so this is AFL lingering, and mm. and in that area, the Logan Ipswich corridor, um, the Lions, the Brisbane Lions are already set up out there, and they got a massive big stadium being built, and, mm. and so from a rugby league perspective, they've always been smart to try and to combat AFL in areas, especially, and that so that's a rugby league, historically a rugby league area from Logan through the Ipswich through to Toowoomba. Mm. So, to me, if if they're talking about if there's a big the elephant in the room is AFL, that's likely to, to where the team will go um, because it's it's not just about having a successful team which they'll they'll all want to have, but that's a heartland of rugby league, which quite easily could be taken over by AFL. So that's the only reason why I lean lean across to Ipswich and, and Logan bid. Um, and as I said, I, I, I think I think 
when you look at a lot of things, Redcliffe seemed to be it. But the, you know, it's um, it, it, it's going to be a tough one. Um, but I, I would really like to see Ipswich Logan get that bid. Okay, there you go. Um, so yeah, I see Peter Vland. He's, he's saying, look, you know, the most important couple of things that the ARL Commission want to see from these bids is a that. You are financial, okay? You don't need us propping yep. you up. So you've got your you've yep. got your cash reserves in order and all that sort of stuff. And B, and I thought it was quite an important comment too. We want to see that you can produce new fans and new participants and new pathways, not um, not purely encroach on, let's say, the Broncos and take fans and players away away from them. So they're the the, the two key markers. I think they'll be judged on. Um, and you're sort of leaning, I see now, to the to the Ipswich. Jets, do you think do you think there's enough depth for a seventeenth team? Personally, so personally, outside of that, and I know a lot of people involved in the three teams, and good luck to them whoever gets it. And look, this is the decision made by the, the NRL and the commission. But I, I really don't look. Cut along, so I, I don't believe there's room for another team. But that's just my personal opinion. Um, and I know there's a lot of other people who think the same. I, I think without speaking out of school, so, mm-hmm. but, you know, people who I respect and have been there and done that, uh, John Rebo, I don't think he agrees with a, another team, just to show he, I hope he doesn't mind me throwing his name mm-hmm. at me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm very much the same. I, but it seems that they're going to be, um, well, so be it. But I, I, I really don't think it's sustainable. To be honest, mm. and also given the current environment with COVID and the uncertainty, yes. you know, I, I, I don't think we should be rushing anything in for 2023. And um, you know, I, I think that would be um, foolish to do that. So if it is going to happen, I think 2024, in my opinion, would be the earliest. Mate, it's an extended chat. I, I, I apologise, but I appreciate because there's just so much happening. No worries, mate. Um, in Queensland at the moment, and. Um, I'll just let our, our listeners know that uh, you do this for Deadly Choices, which is um, a great cause, and it aims to empower Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples um, towards a healthier, happier life by eating healthy, exercising daily, and eradicating sugar, smokes, and alcohol. Steve Renoff for Deadly Choices, joining us, as usual, on Higher Ground. Well, uh, we are going to talk expansion, and great to talk to Steve there, too. He, he joins us each and every week, and uh, it's a pleasure having him on. Um, he's Queensland through and through, isn't he? Uh, the Pearl. So what are your thoughts on expansion? Uh, we'll take a break shortly, but when we come back, we'll sink our teeth a bit more into that. Uh, Brisbane Firehawks, Redcliffe Dolphins, um, or the Brisbane Ipswich Jets. I saw the boss of the Firehawks was uh, on NRL 360 tonight on Fox, Shane Richardson, and had to listen to a few of the things he had to say. Got a couple of texts here as well. But uh, we'll go through with the ins and outs and, and try and get your thoughts uh, on uh, on who should uh, be awarded that licence and when it should happen, if indeed uh, it does go ahead. You're listening to Higher Ground with me, Chris Warren. And great to have you listening as well. It's coming up to 7 past uh, 10. We're here until midnight, so you better stick around, I hope. And if you want to jump on the open line and give us a call, you, you can you can join us. Uh, me, Chris, with the Mad Russian over there, and uh, we'll be here, as I say, till midnight. We're here on Wednesday and Friday nights as well, 0457 736 736 
is that text line as well, 0457 736 736. Uh, talking about expansion, you might like to weigh in here with your thoughts as well. Um, the other topic you might like to have or have an opinion on is uh, acts of kindness in sport or more specifically in rugby league. In, mm. in light of what Ronaldo Mulatalo did, giving up a try for his teammate when he could have gone over and scored a hat-trick and then after the match as well. Um, he's broken his jaw, so his season's ended. And he still then goes and gives his boots to a, a young fan as well. Um, Especially after he was in tears. He was in tears, Ronaldo, after he realised yeah, he's he, obviously not his a really season nice was fella. over. Obviously a really nice yeah. fella. So uh, let us know. Let us know. Send in your thoughts. Acts of kindness. Sporting kindness. And um, as I say, it doesn't have to be rugby league. In terms of ex- expansion, we'll, we'll chat about that for a bit now. Um, the ARL Commission uh, today, uh, well, they were saying it was D-Day. Uh, accepted final presentations and interviews, I guess we can probably call it that. The three um, bidding franchises or bidding clubs, Brisbane Firehawks, Redcliffe Dolphins, and the uh, Brisbane or Ipswich Jets. Um, so look, in a nutshell, a little bit about all three of those, if, if, you, if you're not too um, clear on it all. And, and look, I'm no expert on all. I'm just reading the stuff and some of this information that you've actually compiled here, Mad Rusky, as well. Basically, the Firehawks, though, the Brisbane Firehawks, they are uh, backed by the East Tigers Club, a successful club that's been around in, in Queensland Cup for, for, for quite a while. In fact, I think, I think I'm right in saying... Um, Cameron Munster played for them. I'm pretty sure he did mm. as well before he played in the NRL. Uh, they are a uh, Melbourne Storm feeder club. Their net worth is about $80 million. They've got about $25 million in cash reserves. So um, they're cashed up. Um, they are a cashed up club. Now heading them up is uh, Shane Richardson. You will know Shane. He ran the South Sydney club for, for many, many years. Uh, won a premiership there mm. while he was... At the helm was their chief exec. He was their head of football. I first met Shane over in the UK many, many, many years ago. It would have been about 1998, 1999. He was actually the boss of a a Super League club called, uh, I think they were in Super League at that time, Gateshead Thunder. And uh, I went up there for a job interview, actually, and Richardson, Shane Richardson was, um, was, was the boss. Never met him before. But obviously, I know a lot a bit more about Shane now, and uh, I saw him tonight on NRL three sixty. We might uh, listen to some of what he had to say uh, in a moment. But I just uh, one bit of advice to, to Shane, I think. And look, we're all looking a bit scruffy through COVID. I mean, I can't really say anything. Look at my hair at the moment. I, I'm de- in desperate need of a haircut, but I'm pretty sure Shane he needs a shave or he needs a tidy up. That beard's getting out of control. He looks like he's auditioning for a part. There he is there now to join. Um, uh, what's the like Castaway? The no, what was the cast name? Away. Who was the uh, the actor? Um, Run Forest Gun. Uh, Tom Hanks in Castaway. I reckon Richo could definitely play a part. Wilson, but maybe Steeden instead as the companion on the island. You know, Wilson the volleyball. No, you lost me. Wilson the Volleyball from Castaway. Right. With Tom Hanks. I haven't watched it. Oh. I haven't watched it. Good? Worth seeing? Oh, terrific. Terrifically yeah, what I'm saying is... is for a, a movie with one actor in it. Yeah. Very, very... Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Shane Richardson could... Oh, he could he audition could be for the, the sequel. The sequel. 
um, or Gilligan's Island or um, Robinson Caruso. Uh, this is from uh, Tex. Uh, not a fan of Richardson or the clearly franchised Firehawks. Chris, Redcliffe and Ipswich are organic clubs. Yeah, that they are. And I hope they landed. I fear the Firehawks are the faves, though. That's uh, from Sexy Taxi. Thanks for getting in touch again, Sexy Taxi, up there on the sunny coast. Uh, I don't think that Brisbane Firehawks are the favourites, actually, mate. Oh, from what I've been reading, I know they got the cash, mm. um, but I, I'm with you. I, I would lean towards... Uh, one of the other two bid, bids. So Redcliffe Dolphins, we know that they've got their, their own very successful mm. leagues club, which turns over about 35 mil a year, net worth around 100 million. So cash isn't a problem. They've got 40,000 members, an organic club. They've got junior pathways, um, senior club as well, really good stadium. Um, I think a lot's going for them. And I see that, you know, as I was saying to Pearl earlier on, Steve Renoff, the checklist for the ARL Commission – Number one was you got to have the coin, right? You got to you got to have the moolah. Um, and if you haven't got the moolah, well, you need not even uh, apply because you know what well, I'm. You know, you know you got to have yeah. it. And if you haven't got it, well, you might as well. Absolutely, they've got it. Brisbane Firehawks, Redcliffe Dolphins have also got the mm. got the moolah, right? They've also got development, and uh, Peter Vlandis was saying, so you've got to have the cash, you've got to not rely on us, you've got to be commercially viable, um, but also you've got to have, show us how you're going to inc- inc- grow the game. Mm. How are you going to bring new fans to rugby league? How are you going to bring new players to rugby league? What are your development and pathways? What are those plans? Mm. Because we don't want a franchise coming in which will – in marketing terms, cannibalise the business of another club, i.e. Brisbane Broncos. We don't want a startup club and then just your target market is trying to poach a few of them and you'll encroach into their development systems and pull them. No, we want we want new roots. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Um, and, and I think Redcliffe and the Ipswich clubs could do that, you know, bring in new people. And, and I guess a lot of the Ipswich people and the Red and the the Redcliffe too, they're they're probably Broncos fans, but once they've got their own franchise, they'll they'll trade in colours, surely. Mosey off, mosey off, yeah. Um, so uh, the Redcliffe Dolphins they are proposing to play the majority of of their home games at Suncorp, and also they'll take some games uh, to Redcliffe and uh, Sunshine Coast Stadium. Wayne Bennett has. Uh, been linked as a, a coaching target, um, and so too is Paul Green. Okay, but they wouldn't call the club Redcliffe. They, yeah, they, I found that interesting when I was doing research tonight. Is it? I, I can't. I guess it's to try and broaden the appeal of the club. But yeah, you have. I mean, everyone within a hundred k's of the Raiders supports them now. I mean, you get people who live in Macarthur region out in Campbelltown now. But I mean, they've if got they're their not home. West Tigers or. Um, anymore, they they support the Raiders. Is it really? Well, I think it, well, I, and important? I don't know. Well, I don't know. The, You're the, the marketing. Well, I don't, yeah, I don't know the geography well enough, though. But they don't just want to be a a small town. Mm. It's not a small town, but Redcliffe. They want to extend beyond that mm. region. So if you've got neighbouring areas, you call your club Redcliffe. It sort of can alienate those that are not in living in mm. Redcliffe, if you know. So they would just be called. Um, the Dolphins, you know, mm. trying to appeal to a broader... Well, wouldn't you do that rather than, you know, because people will call them Redcliffe one way or the other. 
because I've been Redcliffe for 50 years. Well, but if you just take the Redcliffe off, call them the Dolphins, well, everyone knows. The Ipswich won't be part of the Brisbane Jets either. No. You know, but people are probably still going to be calling them Ipswich because mm-hmm. a lot of uh, their businesses. So they, uh, cash seems to be their problem, Ipswich mm-hmm. Jets, and they need to seem to be quite heavily reliant um, on government and council for funding. Um, they would be in that West Corridor area, tapping into Toowoomba, Logan sort of areas is there. So, um, you yeah, know, there, there they are, the three. And look, either way, um, the other argument, and go back to it again, are we spreading talent too thin by having a 17th NRL mm. club? I mean, you have a look at the competition at the moment. You've got the top five or six sides and then cooey to the rest. Mm. In terms of ladder and wins, you've got two teams in there that have... Um, one nine or well, three teams that have won nine lost thirteen and are still fighting to be and will be in the finals. Mm. Um, so there's already a bit of a gulf in talent. If we add another team, are we going to dilute it even further? And this argument's been around yes. since Adam was playing fullback for Bethlehem or or wherever. You know, um, I don't know. And, and it was interesting to hear Steve Renoff earlier to saying, "Hey, I don't think we have got enough talent for another mm. team." But at the end of the day, why are they bringing in another team? Because it obviously means it means more of, of this for the ARL because it gives you more games to sell to your broadcasters and the broadcasters gives the ARL. But you don't want to dilute the quality of your product. Now, that's an interesting point because we were talking just in the ad break. We got a tweet from Karate, Karate Warrior, friend of the show. Yes. Um, talking about the low ratings on the Channel 9 game that they've started taking on the Saturday I saw that. nights. I saw that. So, now that game was the Eels against the Cowboys, two teams that are not in the best of form on Saturday. But have the rules paid, played more of a, a factor there in the less – entertaining product this season than the quality of the players. I think this year's been oh, I so look at, weird. I wouldn't look at that figure there and say, oh, TV oh, ratings yeah. have, have suddenly plummeted. Mm. You need to compare that figure there with last year's similar time slot. Mm. Because keep in mind, that Saturday night rugby league on nine, and I don't know if it's all free to air. Is it all or is it on their back channel? I, I don't even know because I was actually working on that game, mm. so I wasn't home. But... Um, you need to compare it with the same slot last year mm. because nine only start doing those Saturday night games. I think it's the last three rounds or four rounds. Mm. So people don't know. And, you know, viewers are creatures of habits. They they know nine nine years at six o'clock, you yeah. get into that habit. If you, know, you suddenly throw a game on there, no, well, you didn't know it was on Channel 9, no, did you, at 7.30? I had no idea. No, no, exactly. And people develop habits and that's what, marketing, you want to develop those habits. People just do it. They know it's happening. Mm. So I don't think it's overly surprising that figures are really quite low. And I think it was about 190,000 viewers in Sydney, Mm. which is pretty, pretty poor. But did people know it was on? Mm. Um, And you know yourself, a Saturday night really belongs, if you want to watch Rugby League live on telly, your Saturday night, you're you're into that habit. You're conditioned to know, well, I'm watching it on Fox. It's on Fox, that's right. It's on Fox. We know. Super Saturday. It's on Mm -hmm. Fox three games on Fox. So it takes a lot to shift someone's mm. behavior yeah, you know, and habits. So I wouldn't read too much into that. Um, but you're right. In terms of another team, why are we building another team into the competition? It's because it will boost the pie 
and the revenue broadcast deal for the next broadcast deal. It'll be very interesting to see the finals numbers. If the finals numbers are down, I think there's a real problem. But because mm. uh, they have been the last couple of years, well, but if they are able to get a little bit of a rise there, or at least hold steady. Then I think it shows you. But we need right to compare part. them with this, with apples with apples. We need to yeah, compare exactly. them with last year. Right, we need right. to compare nine with nine. We need mm-hmm. to compare Fox with Fox to be able to say that TV viewing figures are down. Mm-hmm. But you know it, what we're watching at the moment, it, it, it is totally different. It's a different environment. It's a different landscape. Everyone's habits have changed, and maybe for the good because we are a lot of people are locked up, locked mm-hmm. in, locked down at home, which would lend you to think, well, maybe the viewing audience should be going north. So I haven't got all the figures in front of me, so I can't really make an educated you know, evaluation of it all. But what I would say is you've got to compare now apples with apples this year with last year. Um, so, yeah, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? Let us know. 0457 736 736. Do we need another team? Do we need another team? And while we're on that and talking about you know, adding adding new teams because we want more of that, why have we got, and there's a really good article in the te- Telegraph today, a top eight system. Yeah. Why have we continued with the top eight system? Why are we rewarding mediocrity? Mm. Why? I mean, it's the finals. So why do half of our 16 qualify for the finals? Well, the reason is, I guess, because by having an eight-team final series, you've then got more TV games. Mm. You've got, because I would I would strongly argue for a five-team playoff five-team finals campaign like it used to be Mm. but then when the expansion to 20 teams that's when i'm sure that's when we brought in the top eight system Mm. and it's just remained because it's really should you be able to make the finals if you've lost 13 games but won nine you shouldn't no absolutely not absolutely not but with the eight teams that then gives us i think i'm right yeah that would give us nine games in a final series Mm. you go back to the top five It'd be great, top five now, wouldn't it? Be super. Mm. Poor old Eels miss out. But probably deserve to, the way they've played the last You're four right. five weeks. You're right, but I haven't got their win-loss, but they've won more than they've lost. That's true. But you can't say that for a number of the other teams. You, Knights. You can't say that for the Knights? No. And I've, I had the table here somewhere in front of me, but I can't find it right now. But I did, uh, I did all the sums. There are three teams, uh, Titans, mm. Sharks, Yep. Raiders, they're all on 20 points from memory, pulling these figures, uh, but they've all lost 13 games mm. and won nine in the negative points column. Mm. And on for that, you are rewarded with a place in the finals. Oh, come on. I reckon we go back to the top five. Mm. But again, the reason we, we won't is because two things. An eight-team final series gives you nine games in the finals. Okay, you have... For the first weekend, you have two the next weekend, two the next week, and then the grand final. Mm. Top five would only give you, I think, five games, including the grand final. So there's four games, and each game, let's say, is worth a million dollars or more of revenue. Um, You miss out on that. The other thing, too, if it was a top five series, right, we knew about 10 weeks ago that about eight teams with no chance of making it. But so they, it keeps a bit of interest, doesn't it? But it, you're right there. And this, this probably all points to the fact that expansion is coming at the right time. Um, but that also gives you more games in which to 
tinker with rules and try things which we haven't had the opportunity to do before we've made changes this year. So each way has its pros and cons. Mm. Anyway, I'd love to hear from uh, you, our listeners. Now, we're going to have our Wood Duck segment next, and uh, your last chance if you want to send some nominations through uh, for Wood Duck of the Week. We've had a couple for Josh Dugan. Um, We've had one other as well for um, Headgear Gate. Corey Waddell, for, um, not for grabbing Kalen Ponger's headgear and slamming him to the ground, but for telling the referee that my finger got stuck, sir. Please tell the bunker. So it's last calls, last calls for Wood Duck of the Week. Send those nominations through, and we'll do that next. Feeling alive, feeling good. Hope you're well as well. Hope you've enjoyed uh, your evening, uh, Monday night. This is the Rugby League Late Night League Lounge. Chris Warren with you, and I've got the Mad Russian here as well. One of our regular segments is Rocket Man, so you can keep those uh, nominations coming through as well. If you're up and about, you're still late. You might be night shift. You might be tuning in. Um, and we've had no calls tonight. Now, we generally do have, um, on a Monday night particularly, uh, our four, uh, our six-pack rule, uh, where if mm. you've had a six-pack or more, we strongly encourage you not to call. If you've had under six beers, under six bevies, um Feel free to call. So I'm suggesting maybe in lockdown, our listeners tonight have, have gone over the six-pack limit. Lockdowns get into everyone. Yeah, hence no calls, and uh, that's why we're getting quite a few texts. So keep those texts coming through. Rocket Man, we have our three, two, and one, which we have to award, and we'll do that uh, a little bit later on as well. One other regular segment is... Excuse me? Right, that's the Wood Duck of the Week Award. The Wood Duck of the Week Award. It's an award you don't want to be winning. No. We're not being awarded it, right? You don't want to be taking it home. It's like the wooden spoon. Mm. The dogs, officially now, after the weekend loss, um, have got the wooden spoon, collected the wooden spoon. You don't want to get the Wood Duck of the Week Award, okay? It's gone to... I've I've actually won it myself, so... um, Look, I've bounced back. I've bounced back. <laughs> and you only have you only have the mask for a week and then it comes back in here and goes goes back in the goes back in the vault. Um and particularly with COVID, we've got to clean the mask and all there's mm. a lot of bloody paperwork and it goes through HR and through Australia Post and it gets its way back here. Mm. So we've got three nominations. Um Josh Durgan's been up for the award before. He hasn't yet won it or been given it. So Josh is one nominee, Josh Dugan, um, for his, uh, well, going to field, feed the sheep, I think, going to feed the sheep. Uh, and it is towards the Riverina area. Mm. You're on your way to Riverina where there's a lot of sheep um, to tend to the livestock, I think. He's going to tend to the livestock on a farm somewhere and got busted out near Lithgow, I think. Mm. Twice. Twice. In one night. Same car. <laughs> Different police, I think. Mm. Got him. Anyway, they came clean. So he's been fined, I believe, hasn't he, by the NRL? Um, but he breached COVID a month or two back, didn't he, Josh? Why he's not in the bubble in the first place. Yes. Um, and he's on 8-hunch. 8-hunch, it's all right money, isn't it? Not a bad gig. To not be playing. Not a bad gig, anyway. I don't think he wants to play. I don't think his heart's in it. Anyway, so Josh Dugan, uh, he's... he's, uh, But I believe he's telling people that he can prove the documentation is legit. Um, that's why he had the permit to travel out well outside wow. his local government area. Well outside. Well thought out then. Anyway, um, 
So Josh is there. Now, um, Brent Naden's there too. What's he uh, – this is from – there's no name on this text mm. here. Uh, g'day, Chrissy. Good to see one of the NRL's two pet team Souths on the wrong end of a penalty count. For once, the rare times they lose a count are to the Storm, who the NRL protect. Who is this one from? Um, knows me well because he's called me Chrissy. Anyway, blah, 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 blah. Brent Naden, a fraudulent soccer-style fake crusher. What was that one about? So, Keon Kalomatangi, this started, this almost started off Because I was on air when this game was on, so I couldn't watch it closely. It was early, um, first half, and yep, Kalomatangi yep, yep. goes into a tackle, pressure on the back of the neck, but then... Yeah. And he sort of... It was one he's of those gone, isn't he? He's gone of, for a week. He's gone, it could be two, two weeks. Two. Um, he sort of... It was one of those ones where the tackler sort of falls over the top, loses their balance. Yeah. And... Naden goes the hands on the back yes, of their head, yeah, as we yeah, see yeah, yeah, yeah. all too have, often I've seen now. It. I have seen it, yep, yep, yep. And so our – and now <laughs> Kalomantangi's Soccer style, so. size, time on the sidelines. So right, I think so our texture is texture is it's a dive. It's a dive from Naden. All right, I don't like dives. Uh, is he in then? Is he a nomination? He's nominated, absolutely. He's off, off to the dogs next year. Mm. Another one off to the dogs. All right, Naden's in. Naden's in. So that leaves one more. One more. Now, Corey Waddell, uh, the uh, Bulldogs um, back rower, mm. you will have seen at the weekend, and he's he's been suspended for one match for not grabbing the hair of uh, Kalen Ponga, but for grabbing his uh, grabbing his his head his headgear. What? Yeah, grabbing his headgear. You cannot be serious. I'm bloody serious. Grabbing his headgear, that's what he has now been suspended for. Listen to Vossi. He was calling it. What was Corey with Dill? Was he trying to untie it or what? What's going on here? He's got... Oh, please. He couldn't even pull the headgear off. Corey. Corey, come Honestly, on. We're better than that. What's that about? We'll put that in the report now. Come on. I understand that, mate, but it's been reviewed by the bunker and that's what's come back. Yeah, so, no, no, no. support? Yeah. Did you just hear that there was Vossi and Blocker on Fox? But you might have heard Corey himself right at the end of that little snippet, right at the end, and only quite faintly, he was telling the referee, "Sir, my fingers were caught." Yeah, sir. Can you? Can you tell? Can you tell the bunker? Can you please tell the bunker when you send this up there? Because I'm on report that my fingers were caught. Corey, you are this week the Wood Duck of the Week. Yes, indeedy. 22 minutes to 11 o'clock uh, on higher ground. Chris with you with the Mad Russian as well. Keep those texts coming through as well. Uh, 0457 736 736. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, that one before too, Mad Russian. Uh, didn't have a name on it. Very really Brent Naden. Uh, it is from Bondi Jack, our good mate Bondi Jack. Oh, Thanks yes. for listening, uh, Jack. Bondi. Uh, he goes on here also, Bondi, about some other things. Um, he's saying the NRL fools are determined to rub all the stars out of the game and lose the fans. He's talking about Angus Crichton and a few others as well. Uh, players and clubs seriously must start looking at suing on deprivation grounds. As for the uh, walking disaster Perinara, well, that would be Henry Perinara, who mm. was in the bunker yesterday for the Warriors-Broncos game. Bondi says, I smell another Wood Duck of the Week award. Henry must be retired this week. Cheers, Bondi Jack. See, the trouble is, Bondi, the trouble is, I like... Where did that go? It's gone again. I wish wish that wouldn't just keep disappearing. 
I like Henry Perinara. Uh, he's a mate, uh, and I know he's he's got the Wood Duck of the Week award. I think he was he got week one or week two. Um, he was early, yeah. Henry got it, and that was a game at Parramatta Stadium. And that was uh, let's take our minds back. Felice Kafusi, Ryan Madison incident, I believe. Yep, I'm pretty I, sure I think he correct. was up in yep. the bunker, and Kafusi uh, wasn't sinbinned or sent off. And this was after the crackdown. Mm. I think it was after the crackdown. I think it would have been before. Might the have been crackdown. before. It was before. It was. It was BC. Yeah. It was BC. Um, and why he was allowed to stay on the field is beyond me. Well, Henry was presiding in the bunker that day. So we, you and me, because I don't just hand this out willy-nilly. You have input as well, and our listeners do. So Henry took the wood duck of the week out mm. that week. Now, as for yesterday, and uh, you're right, Bondi, he, he was on the long list, but I took him off it because he's a mate and... He's won it before. He's won it before. That's why he went off. That's why he was taken off. But how on earth the Warriors were given that try to you and Aitken when quite clearly that we could see it, the man on the moon, if he's still up there, can see it. Um, Xavier Coates had already grounded the ball. Mm. It was as clear as dogs, wasn't it? Simultaneous, What did apparently. Is that what Graham Annesley said today in his weekly rap? He was... Which I haven't listened to. He wasn't unhappy with the decision. Right. It so was he's back. close enough to be simultaneous. So when we look at it in slow motion, the argument is that mm. it looks like Coates has had his hand on the ball a lot longer than looks was like actually it. the case. Looks like it. He grounded it. He grounded <laughs> it well before. It was that delayed Aitken over the top. It was posthumous. Anyway, I'm sparing Henry Bondi. Bondi talks about Angus Crichton, etc., and another mm. other. Can we just say, I'm I got a hat on here. I'm, hang on, just taking this off. Take the hats off. This is my little surf club hat. Hats off to Sydney Roosters. I know we take the Mickey and everyone's you know blah 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 the sombrero, all that sort of stuff. Regardless of what club you support, you have got to admire what they are doing. Mm. They just keep battling on, battling on, battling on. And you might say, yeah, but, you know, they've got a lot of depth. <laughs> yeah, but that that's good management, isn't it? Mm. Can I just go through a list of players for you? And Bondi just uh, pointed me. He mentioned Angus Crichton. So there's a big game this weekend. Mm. Roosters play the Rabbitohs, mm. right? Now, the Roosters have to win both of their games if they want to make the top four, mm. right? Keep Manly out. Oh, I forget who they've got. They've got the Rabbitohs this week. Uh, Raiders. Raiders. Round 25. Raiders round 25. If they want to finish in the top four for a second. Trip. So so it's a, it's a bloody huge match mm. for them um, against South Sydney this weekend. I'm going to read through a list of players for you right now, right? And I want you, I want you, have I got a little tick button on here, a little tick button? No, I, don't. I want you to tell me if it's a yes, if it's a, a confirmation, yep. Or no, I'm going to ask you if these players are in your your 17-man team, okay? So you can just answer, right? You can just answer yes or no, all right? So Boyd Cordner, is he in your 17? Absolutely. Jake Friend? Starting hooker, yes. Brett Morris? Yeah. Josh Morris? Yes. 
Does Luke Carey play? Absolutely. Would Angus Crichton be in the 17? Yes. What about Victor Radley? Yes. <clears throat> what about Origin, Queensland Origin prop, Lindsay Collins? Does he make your team? <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, this guy's always on the bench. Nat Butcher, is he on your bench? With all those guys? Yeah. Oh, he's on the cusp. Okay. He's maybe on, maybe in the 17. All right. You ever heard of a, a young kid style called Joseph Suwali? He's quite good. Would he be... Again, on yeah. the cusp, mm. maybe 18th man. Oh, right. Well, okay, what if all those others were out? Would he be in? Absolutely, yes. With the others out, yes. Ikevalu? Uh Yes, he'd mm. be in the wing with Morris, both the Morrises out. Yeah, okay. So what's that there? Uh, ben Smith? Probably not. He's probably the first one I've said no. Probably the first one I've said no, because you've got Joey Manu and you've got Josh exactly. Morris on the left. So what do we got there? Cordon of Friend 3, Morris, Morris 5, Creary, Crichton, Radley, Collins. There's about 14 there, 14 or 15 players we've just gone through. A se- which, a second which all side. bar one would, would be in your top 17. Goodness. So do you know what I'm saying? Like, They've lost a whole team. Well done. Well done to uh, well done to what the Roosters are doing, you know? So two games to play, and all those players we've just gone through, and yet still, well, not just finals, they are still in with a shout of going into the top four and thereby getting a second bite at the cherry. I want to hear from their coach. A lot of guys that played more minutes than they've had to play. Lockie Lamb obviously played the 80 minutes. Sam Verrill played the 80 minutes. But then you had Egan Butcher who went on very early on and played big minutes. Fletcher Baker. Um, we had uh, Benny Thomas who you know, played a big long stint there. We had guys that played longer minutes than normal and they just held their cool. I, I like the calmness comes from the leaders but they've also got to do their job and I thought it was... Um, yeah, I was really impressed with the senior guys, but also the younger guys for doing their job well. Yeah, I feel like I feel like we're a um, you know like a you know like a they're a heavyweight fighters. I think that is in our competition, and you know, and we we feel like we started off as lightweights, featherweights, and we keep putting on weight each week. And uh, if we keep putting on weight, we might get up to their division soon. So. Um, let's see where we get on Friday night and let's see where we get over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, is that Trent there just uh, playing the underdog card? That sounded that sounded so Des Haslerish. That was very Des. Was that Desi? Yeah. That was Desi masquerading because, uh, yeah, playing the underdog. Uh, we're, you know, we're still, we might become a heavyweight like the bunnies soon. Oh, the book of feuds, it just keeps delivering okay. more chapters, more pages, doesn't it? But again, on a serious note, hats off to the Roosters, man. You just keep on fighting and fighting and fighting. And the fact that you are still probably going to make the top four, mm. or maybe, you know, to make the top four, it says a lot. What about Jared Warrior Hargreaves while we're talking about Chooks too? Did you not wince and like, oh, oh my yeah. Lord, no. I thought you'd, you'd broken his back or he'd snapped his groin or his pelvis had popped. But no, got up okay. And funny Robo, wasn't it? Mm. He said, um, it's a good thing he's uh, since he's moved to Mossman, he's been doing a lot of yoga. <laughs> a lot of yoga practice. I like it. I like it. Uh, that's what they do. There's a lot of yoga places in Mossman and, and surrounding areas. Been there recently? Me? Yeah, traffic yeah, in Mossman. Yeah, not, not that long ago, actually. Tracking. Not that long ago. It was pre-lockdown. Uh, pre-lockdown, went for a little coffee. A lot of English. People in Mossman too. Oh, they're everywhere. 
But uh, this was a little coffee down there, a uh, lovely part of the – what's the little beach? A little um, – Fairlight. No, no, Mossman. Forty uh, Baskets. Uh, no, 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 down there. Come on, Reef. Rob. Oh, my Lord. I can't help you. Sorry. Oh, you do know it. Come on. Help me here. Uh, anyway, yeah, look, uh, that must be where Jared lives mm. these days. So he'd be into the, the lattes and the, the chai, the chai lattes and and uh, the yoga. Uh, stick around. We're going to still talk. Uh, we're going to talk about some sharks uh, after this short break. Yeah, we're going to talk about the Cronulla variety and we're going to talk about the other more dangerous type as well. Welcome back to uh, Higher Ground. Chris Warren with you in the chair and uh, a little bit of silence as well there. I don't know about that. I don't know what was going on there. Mad Russian can come over and, and help me out here. It's, um, we'll go through, uh, we're going to talk, uh, as I said, when we come up, talk sharks. Well, more than just sharks. I want to talk about Cronulla sharks, uh, first of all, if we talk about the, uh, the sharkies. Are they going to make the top eight? All right, that's the big question. Cronulla Sharks. If we look at the the conundrum, right? So let's say Newcastle Knights, they are locked in. And feel free, if, if you're listening, if you disagree with me, send me a text, pick up the phone. We're locking, I'm locking, I'm locking Newcastle in for seventh position, mm. all right? Um, they have that sewn up because they've got a four-point break on the chasing pack, which includes the Sharks, uh, with games to come against the Titans and the Broncos. So let's lock Newcastle into seven. So this is where it gets this is where it gets interesting. Okay, will it be the Sharks, the Titans, or the Raiders who slip into the eight and final place in the finals? All three are on twenty points, and as we talked about before, mm. all three of them have lost a lot more than they've won. Mm. They've lost thirteen and they've won nine each of them. The Raiders uh, are the worst of the three on four and against. So will it be the Sharks? the Titans or the Raiders. Now, you'd think Cronulla, they would remain in, in eighth position where they are now if they win both of their games. They've got the Broncos on Saturday, but then they've got the Storm. Mm. They could get beaten by the Broncos. I don't think so, but they could. And it's unlikely they'd beat the Storm unless the Storm decide to rest a heap of players. Mm. All right, if the Titans win both of their games against the Knights and the Warriors. Well, they should qualify, given, as I say, Cronulla could lose there. So if the Titans win both of theirs, I reckon they're in. Mm. Titans play the Knights. Is that uh, Thursday? I think it might be. You have a check on that. Anyway, it's this weekend, this round, round 20. It is right, yeah, it's Thursday. So the Titans play the Knights on Thursday and then the Warriors. They could win both of them, and they're in. Mm. The Raiders play the Warriors, and then the Roosters. So the Raiders would need to win both of those and hope that the Sharks drop at least a game and the Titans drop at least a game mm. because their they're for and against is not so good, the Raiders. Now, the Warriors, Dragons, and West Tigers, I know, I know we've ruled a line through them weeks ago, but do you know what? They are still mathematically... Yep, sorry, they are. Uh, they would need, the Warriors, Dragons or Tigers, either one of those clubs, mm. would need to win both of their matches and also hope that the Sharks, the Titans and the Raiders all lose their remaining matches. All right? What do you think the odds on that are? It's not going to happen. But I have Astronomical. To, yeah, but it would be remiss of me not to no, point it out. I don't want to mislead. very professional one. I don't want to mislead our listeners and say they can't make it when yeah. technically 
mathematically, I think they can. Mm. Anyway, lends me leads me back to the original qu- question which I asked you: Who makes it? Raiders, Titans, or Sharks? On mm-hmm. talent, I'd take the Titans, but I do not trust them as far as I could throw any of them, which is not far. Mm. I, I'd take the Sharks of those. They're, they're the team of those that I can almost trust. Okay, so they've got the best four and against. Uh, we assume they beat the Broncos. Uh, we assume the Titans and the Raiders probably drop at least one of their games. Yep. Yeah, okay. I'm sort of with you. I'm sort of with you, although the Titans are looking scary. But Sharks, for me, is probably right. While we're on the subject um, of of Sharks, what, right? I saw this movie when I was young. I was only about 12, 10, 12. So today I went down the beach, right? I went down the beach today at lunchtime, and I I ocean swim, right? I do. Yeah. Generally, every day I try and do an ocean swim. If it's a bit rough or it's a bit cold, uh, uh, I'll go sometimes in the pool. Mm. So I go down to the pool. There's no one on the beach, hardly. There's a couple of mums there with their kids, and they're standing by the, the rock pool. Mm. Well, you wouldn't believe it. There's a big fat seal sitting on the rock. Yeah, good. You know I'd eat seals, don't you? Oh, yeah. So I said to one of the ladies, because I was tossing up, do I go in the ocean or do I go in the pool? And she said, well, there's the big fat seal sitting on the rock. What do you think that means? And she said, well, you know, if it's sitting up there on the rock, why do you think it's up there on the rock? Does that mean there's there's a... There's a nice morning. Predator out there? Might have wanted some sun. Maybe. That's my own thing. But I'm also thinking maybe the seal is in the area because there's no sharks in this area and it knows it's safe. Mm. Hence, I can go and do the ocean swim. What did you opt? I went for the ocean swim. Yeah, right. Okay. Went out there. It was beautiful. I'm sure it was. It was lovely. Beautiful um, part of the world. Lovely part of the world. I think, and no dramas, didn't even see a flathead, didn't see any marine life. Mm. Normally, I see a bit, nothing out there. Right. Now, that could be because that seal <laughs> has already scooped it all up, mm. or it could be one of those Cronullas could have scooped all the marine life up. So I go home, mm. all safe, all limbs attached, no drama. I go home, and then my son gives me a ring later on in the afternoon, or it sends me a text, sends me a text here, it's in front of me here. Um G'day, Dad. Just down beach fishing with Billy. And my young bloke's only 12, right? Yeah. I borrowed your big rod. Hope that's okay, right? Love you. Oh, by the way, by the way, we saw a shark. <laughs> <laughs> I kid you not. How, I've many, never how se- many hours later was this? Two? I, yeah. I've never seen a shark, right? I've never seen a shark. And I said to him, I said to him, well, what type of shark? Was it, well, I thought a little shark? I said, was it big shark, right? And he's text back, really big, Dad. We were scared. You're listening to Higher Ground. And welcome back to the show. Uh, it's, what is it, four past uh, 11. I hope you're well. I hope you're enjoying the show. I keep those texts coming through, 0457 736 736. Don't forget our six-pack rule. Uh, we strongly recommend you just send a text if you've had six or more Sherbys. 
If you've had under six, under a six-pack, uh, that's good as gold. Good as gold. Under a six-pack, jump on the line. Uh, Mark is there from the gong, I believe. How are you, Mark? You are right? Yeah, mate. Just finished work, mate. So I'm, I'm good to go. <laughs> See, that's the thing, right? There's a lot of us do sort of work nights and uh, odd hours, so um, it's probably a bit, um, a bit presumptuous yeah. of me thinking everyone's on the cans. No, that's okay. That's all right. I understand. I'm locked down and that. People get a bit wild. But <laughs> now, um, NRL expansion, mate. If mm. I had, and this is where I've got great faith in Peter Bellini, and he is a man that's not scared to make good decisions. One, NRL expansion 2023-2024. Also, and I, I honestly believe Channel 9 and Fox will put the money in to, to fund the side. Yeah. And also, I'd go... In 2027, we're going to go. 2024, we're going to go the East bit. In 2027, I'd put it there out there now. We're going to go for the Redcliffe bit. I'd go two teams. Mm. What and about what board, about Ipswich? What happens, what happens to Ipswich? Well, they, they haven't got the funds, Chris. Mm. As it's been said, they haven't got the funds. I think they should combine with the East bit. Um, but that that to me would provide so much interest in the game more in Queensland. You'd always have a team in that Brisbane base and that's competitive. So people wouldn't switch off if the Bronx ain't doing well. Um, it provides a lot more kids coming through to pride, make their Queensland State of Origin side stronger, a bigger catchment. Oh, I think it's a no-brainer. So you're going to bring in not just a second Brisbane team, you're going to bring in a third Brisbane team, and uh, that will be five five Queensland teams. Righto, righto. Um, I sort of get where you're coming from, but uh, you don't don't think there might be another area, another region of this great country that might be able to deliver even more benefits, a la a Perth, ahead of a third no. Brisbane team? I, I, I understand where you're coming from, but I, I like to go, look, Redcliffe, what I like about Redcliffe and East that no other expansion teams ever had is that they're they're established teams, Chris. They've come from the state league. They've got more money than any Sydney club would ever dream of. Um, I think we've just got to go there. And Queensland's population, it just makes sense. It just it covers a lot of places. And I, I think Channel 9 especially would really like it. I, I, I know Volandis is a visionary, and I think he'd go with it. But... Well, I don't know what's going to come. I don't know what the wash-up's going to be. I, I, I don't think there's going to be two more Brisbane mm. teams handed in, and I see you staggering them in about three or four years apart. Um, I get the fact that you know those two clubs you're talking about can stand on their own feet financially, and that's got to be a tick. Vlandy's has already said that. Um, they don't want to encroach on, say, the Broncos and steal all their fans and their player pathways. They want you to have your own in place as well. Um, my concern, my concern is is diluting the talent pool. You, I mean, Brisbane for so many years that dynasty they were you know they were lining up to play for that Brisbane club, and we saw how strong they were because they were a one team town. They're still a one team town, really. And let's have a look how they've been going the last couple of years. So where's yeah, all that, where's Chris, all that player depth? Uh, it's good to Melbourne. Look, 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 look at it, Chris. Since Melbourne came into the competition in nineteen ninety eight. Brisbane's power base has slowly been eroded. They've mm. only won one more. They won a competition in '06, and ever since then, Melbourne have got bigger, 
and Brisbane have got smaller in terms of playing depth. Not as a club, but in terms of depth. So it, it, we cannot have... I, I, I can't... I don't like the short-sightedness of, oh, you know what, um, Canterbury ain't good. Oh, how are we going to get... Well, someone's got to come first and someone's got to come last. If we have that short-sightedness mentality, we're not going to go anywhere. We have to expand the game. Okay, maybe not two, it's like I say, but one for sure. We've got to do it, Chris. Yeah, no, look, I'm I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I I think one as well. Mark, thanks for your call, mate. You're always a friend of the show, and uh, always feel free, mate, to to jump on the line now that I know you're a shift worker and you you won't have had more than six sherbets. So always speaks a fair bit of sense, doesn't he, Mark? He wants them to bring two Brisbane teams in, additional to the Broncos, one in 2023 and then one about four years later. I'm not so sure about that, but I am for uh, a second Brisbane team coming in, but it's got to be able to stand on its own two legs. Yeah, time for Rocket Man, and uh, we've had plenty of nominations come through. For those that uh, are new to the Higher Ground show on a Monday night, we give out three, two, and one for our Rocket Man Player of the Weekend. So three being the best player, two, and one points. A bit like the Dally M's, and at the end of the year, we will have our Rocket Man Awards, and uh, Elton John will be here, we think. We still believe Elton will be here. And uh, just me, Mad Russian, Elton John, and the winner of Rocketman for 2021, the inaugural Rocketman Award. Currently leading the table quite well ahead uh, is Tom Trebojevic, but I don't know if he picked up any points over the weekend. In fact, I'm pretty sure he did not. Uh, so uh, thanks for the text coming through. Nominations for the three, two, and one Rocketman points uh, this weekend. Um, just out of that break, there, there was, um, it was a bit of a, a long pause there, and I'm not quite sure what that was all about. Uh, it reminded me of um, the, you know, the joke where the, the polar bear, he walks in, he walks into the pub, and uh, yeah, you heard that one from you. Oh, and the and the barman says to the the barman says to the polar bear, why the long pause? So anyway, some one of us didn't push the right button. Uh, but back to Rocketman. Back to Rocketman. Sorry, let's go back to Elton. Uh, nominations. Had a few texts. What have we got over there? What, what are the text messages saying for Rocketman points? Well, the first one is my favourite because I didn't think I'd see this one. Matt from Ipswich has gone Anthony Milford after oh, his performance yes. on Sunday. Okay, yeah, okay. I'll go. Yeah, he got... yeah might, might for one, just because it's his best game in five years. Um, so Tedesco and Hutchison came through from Stan. Hutchie. Yeah. Tedesco, uh, definitely. Yeah. De- de- definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the Northern Beaches Eel went Clint Gutherson. Gutho. And just to swap it around, the Parramatta Sea Eagle said Cherry Evans. Yeah. How good was DCE? 
Um, I chucked a couple in there. Luke Metcalf, I thought was fantastic for the Sharks against the Tigers. Coming in, starting ahead of Matt Moylan. Ronaldo yeah. Molotalo played very well as well. Um, and Nathan Cleary. Oh, how good was Nathan? Nathan Cleary. God, we had some big performances. And what we were, hang on, is Munster? Any, no, no one's coming for no Munster. Coming how good Munster was Munster as well? As well? Yeah. How oh, good was Munster? No well, we can't. We, we got three, two, and one. Three, two. We've one. only got three players, so they're not all going to walk away happy chappies. All right. Uh, I am going to make the decision uh, for you now, if if that's okay. Let's go with it. With you, uh, one point. One point is to Nathan Cleary. Yep. You okay with that? Happy with that. You're all right. Delighted. All right. One point for Nathan Cleary. Uh, two points. Two points, Rocketman points, goes to Daily Cherry Evans. Daily Cherry, are you okay with that? I'm I'm less okay with that. Why? It made he brained him. No, no, no. I think he should have got three. Oh, That's okay. What I'm good, good, good. All right. Well, hold foul. Hold foul. Just hold your horses. Hold your horses. And three points, Rocketman. Three points this week in round 23. Three points, Rocketman, goes to James Tedesco. Come on. Yeah? Go on. You got to, mate. He was immense. He was, he he was, was immense. So James Tedesco gets all, all three points in. Rocketman, two points goes to DCE, and one point goes to Nathan Cleary. That just about does it for me. Hope you've enjoyed the show. My thanks to uh, the Mad Russian. Thanks to uh, Steve Renoff as well. To all of you uh, listeners that sent those text messages through and uh, the callers as well. I look forward to uh, joining you again soon. Until then, take care. Keep smiling.